the spiritual traditions of the East, and in fact universally in the esoteric traditions, which includes Sat Yoga. A spiritual teacher is not one who makes any claim to goodness or special closeness to God. But it is only a matter of having become bored with one's ego narratives. When one is so tired of those self-justifications and the righteous victimization, the anger, the vindication, or the depressed or anxious narratives that put one in a hole. Whatever is one's particular chosen style of self-vexation, when one throws those away and lives in silence. A silence that is a surrender to the real. It's what is true behind all of those narratives, which are always lies, they're always distortions and projections. Then one's approaching liberation. St. Augustine, who is, of course, a very orthodox, approved Catholic saint, made a very interesting comment in one of his books. He says, whenever you touch God, you're touching the devil. And in one of the uh, books of Shinran, who's the founder, or perhaps not the founder, Honen is the founder, but a great teacher of the Pure Land Buddhism sect, he said that the Pure Land, which is paradise, Garden of Eden, the Golden Age, is for evil people. Maybe a few good people will get in there, but really it's for the evil ones. Why is that? A very strange idea that Buddha would have to invite the evil ones into paradise. It's the equivalent of that story that everyone knows about the, uh, in the Hindu tradition of the sinner who is told that in 10,000 lives you will reach liberation. And he goes, yay! You know, he's happy. And then... The saint who's been doing these ascetic sufferings, you know, he's told he has only three lives to go, and he's furious, he's pissed at God. Three more lives, you know? I've been giving up chocolate cookies for nothing, you know, with three more lives. And of course, the one who's dancing, uh, thinking it's 10,000 lives, is instantly translated into the godly heavens. Because the narrative that one tells oneself is almost always to put oneself in the position of the good guy with the white hat who's been exploited and taken advantage of and misunderstood, etc., etc. And it's that narrative that has to get very boring and has to be recognized as a, a fabrication that has no validity. Even if it's accurate, it has no validity. That's the point. And it's only an obstacle of one's own liberation. And that's what transforms karma into lila. This world is a place of suffering into the world of spontaneous play. That's why one goes into the pure land. If one accepts one's evil, one accepts that things are not perfect about one, one is not striving even for that, one is striving to liberate oneself from the ego, no matter how good the ego is. It's an illusion and a chain. And then it takes no time at all. 
because it means living in the present. It means being here now, not in your mind, that's still getting even with something that happened in the past or rehearsing for what you're going to say to someone in the future, etc. It's all of that that keeps you from living an authentic life in the present. But the ego always projects in such a way that it is sure that it's right in its, in its narrative. And it can't let go of it because it would mean letting go of, of its most treasured belief, its truth. Someone the other day was saying that this community is very extreme because they heard someone say a few negative things about the political and cultural events in the U.S., and didn't realize that he was at that moment being extreme in his own uh, negative view of the community and leaving out all of the beautiful generosity that's behind this community, the love that people give here, the incredible effort to create a new kind of world. But just seeing that negativity and not realizing that he was in the extreme position, he was the one seeing with tunnel vision and not being willing to see the totality. Of that, But we all do that. We all project and then don't realize that what we are attacking is what we are actually doing. And when we are free of that, then we are liberated from the greatest amount of suffering that we have to deal with in life. And so it's this attachment to our view of ourselves as the good guy. And it's always, there's an ulterior agenda, of course. Whenever you attack your own community or your own family or whatever, it's in order to justify separating, detaching, not making a commitment, not moving ahead with letting go of the ego. And one has to be very truthful with oneself in noticing what's behind the narrative, what causes that attachment. And that's really the only reason why so much processing has to be done in order to reach liberation is to help you see the ways in which you are deceiving yourself by your narrative. Because the ego is all about self-deception. But its self-deception then keeps it trapped in a very small world in which it's not able to love because it justifies putting up the walls and the barriers. And then no one is hurt but oneself by that. And so in this act of meditation, we're letting go of the narratives. And we're letting go of the walls that we've put up around our heart and the attacks and the defenses and the rationalizations for why it's impossible to be free and to live life responsibly, facing reality on its own terms without trying to have it one's own way. And it's that that frees one to let go of the anger and the anxiety and the depression and all of that. Nothing else will do it. There's no other medicine, really, but letting go of the whole narrative. And we, we don't like to do that because, of course, yes, we like to get rid of the vexation, but we want to keep the jouissance. We, want, we like the anger and the justification, and we like the feeling like we're the good guys and all of that. And non-duality means you give up this sense of good versus evil, negative versus positive, me versus the other. There is no me. There is no other. But it's only when the mind is quiet that we can recognize that and be free. 
And so that's why meditation is so essential. Because it's the one time, perhaps in the whole day or for some the whole week, in which you give yourself a respite from that narrative. And it's in that narrative release that one finds the God that one was seeking. But one doesn't find it in terms of a representation or a symbolic presence. And that's why Sri Ramana Maharshi always said, don't say, I am God. If you're going to have to talk to yourself, just say, I am, and stop there. Okay? Because it's already untrue. Even the I am is untrue. And so Ramana would always say, really, be silent. If you can't be silent, okay. Say, I, I. Shiva, Shiva. But the real point is to be completely silent. Don't affirm anything about yourself, not even that you are. Because what are you when you really look at that isness? It's emptiness. There's no substance. And it's the humility that it takes to let go of being anything at all or anyone. Because we all want to be a somebody in the world, you know, and prove how good we are. Letting go of being anything at all that liberates us. You don't get liberated by being king of the mountain and proving your superiority to everyone else. You know, you'll never do it. Or by proving your inferiority to everyone else. That's also just as common in the ego. I'm the worst. You know. That's, that inverse narcissism is even harder to let go of. Be nothing at all. Realize you are nothing at all. You don't even have to try to be it. Just let go of the talk. But this is what takes the most extreme willingness to sit in the present moment with yourself and not run away. Not run away from the impulse to escape from the self. And the impulse to move and to do something to justify one's existence. And when that is given up, then one finds a peace that will otherwise never be found. It can't come from an impulse or a drive. It has to come from the very source of the drive. And that source is completely silent, peaceful, without intention, without any kind of a sense of being an entity in the world. It's transcendent. You are that. So give yourself the gift of sitting in that silence without any expectations, without any demands, without any calling for God to rescue you from yourself. But just in that silence. And stay in that silence until the mind's urge to escape dissolves into it. Then you will experience what liberation is.